Hello, Salop fans, and welcome back to the latest episode of the Shrews Views podcast with me, Johnny Dreary, and Ollie Westbury. Uh, no potty last week, um, but we are back to talk about some positive Salop results as things seem to be going pretty well down at the Crowded Meadow. Ollie, how you doing, mate? Another good result last night. Things are looking good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two points, two points, two points. I'm all good, mate. I'm all good. Um, I was going to ask you. We normally have a bit of a chat off chat off pod, don't we? Before we record, if, if, if you got you got any roses today, mate? You got any any, any roses, roses today? No, Valentine's not today, today, mate. Not today. No. What about yourself? Well, no. I've I've seen that you have. I've seen you're in very good books with uh, the future Mrs. Westbury. You, you've done very well, pal. Did did yes on the way to the meadow yesterday, and and look what I got in return here. I got some got some mini eggs. Look, oh, knows the key the key superb. to my heart is chocolate. Um, so yeah, mate, steady, steady, you know. All good. So, um, yeah, I was pleased. I was I was kind of pleased and half disappointed last night because obviously we were winning one nil, and every time you're going to concede a late goal like that, it kind of always feels a little bit like two points dropped rather than. A point gained but I think overall I think it's hard for it's hard to not really feel a, a sense of pride about Shrewsbury at the moment about the way they're coming out that I think the biggest thing for me is the threat that they're offering and 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 the fact that every game since Terce has taken over they've scored in um and that is the biggest thing that has been the problem they're creating chances they probably didn't against Derby but last night they created I think I counted five really good efforts um on goal so um yeah, um, really good stuff to be honest, Johnny. Really, really good stuff. Yeah, good feeling stuff. A bit like... tired. Feeling a bit tired today. It was you know late nights, yeah. didn't they? These midweek games, but we love it, don't we? We love it. Yeah. I know you were at a game last night, weren't you? I was. I was indeed. But yeah, you you, you mentioned it there. Two points. You know, you'd have absolutely snapped snapped your hand off for for a point against against Barnsley and against uh, against Derby. One thing I think that we've seen as well. You know that fight back at Derby with the goal late on from Aaron Pierre and. And, and and you know to to go and take the game to Barnsley, you know there seems to be a bit of a resilience there. Now I know we talked about resilience at times under Matt Taylor, but you know you can't help but think the results probably would have gone a different way under the under the last sort of manager. What you know what what's been the, the major difference? Maybe just in the last couple of games, Ollie, because obviously it's a little bit of a tough run at the moment. What what's been the difference in these bigger games where you're facing you know the league's bigger sides? To be fair, I, di- I didn't think that there was a great deal of difference between the performance against at Derby. You know, I felt like that was the kind of I, I-, I could see that Shrewsbury playing the way that they did at Pride Park. You know, for Matt Taylor, um, I didn't think that was too different because we didn't really ever look like scoring um, in that game, and that goal, the, the equaliser, kind of came a little bit out of the blue. Um, but they did defend well. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm, I'm not like kind of being ultra negative. They defended brilliantly, and they kept a, a Derby County side who are they were second. I haven't looked at the table since, but you know they've kept them at arm, kept them at arm's length for the vast majority of that game. Um, so that was the kind of impressive thing. But the, the other changes that we've that we, we've seen, you know, like last night, it's just the attacking threat and actually having a go. They're having a go. Um, it's not like I've just written. I've just written um, my debrief uh, before we've come on to this to this podcast. And kind of in that, I've kind of said like it's so often that you can play against. You know, when you're a side that's struggling near the bottom of the league, and you're playing against a side at the top of the league, you can you see teams turn up, put every man behind the ball. 
you know play for a set piece but it's not what Shrewsbury doing they're kind of that they showed Barnsley no respect last night at home and they went out there and they tried to win the game um and what Paul Hurst said last week is you know we go out we try and win if we can't win then we try not to lose um and, and you know that's what they've done they've done on two occasions so I think I was more impressed by last night than I was against Derby, even though they showed that resilience to come back because they, it literally, I mean, I've not seen a game like that in the Crown Meadow yet this season. Um, it was a brilliant game of football to watch. Um, I felt like I couldn't type fast enough to kind of write about all the chances that were happening uh, and being created from both sides. Um, I, 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 although the, the Barnsley managers come out and said they dominated the game and they should have won, um, I'm not sure I'd necessarily buy that. I think Shrewsbury could quite easily. Who is the Barnsley manager now? I don't know. Apparently he was on a touchline ban or something. I don't actually know uh, what his name is. Um, if it's Niall Jones or something like that. Or oh, I just made that up. <laughs> Sounds um, like you've just made that up. Neil <laughs> Collins. Neil Collins. <laughs> oh, Neil going. Collins. Yeah, Jones. of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it sounds, yeah, it sounds like, yeah, he's, he's made I mean, Shrewsbury could, could have scored five. Like, and that is not an exaggeration. I can think of, obviously, the goal that they did score. Um, and then Morgan P- Morgan Feeney headed the ball and it looked as if it was going to go into the corner before Dan Udo blocked it and turned it behind for a goal kick. Um, Aaron Pierre missed a sitter at the back post. Um, I thought it was in, but it went wide. Tom Bayliss had a good chance. I thought Carl Winchester had scored his first goal in a Shrewsbury shirt there. And, and I'm just listing these off the top of my head. There were, there were a lot of really clear-cut opportunities that Shrewsbury created uh, last night against Barnsley. And so, for, in, from my perspective, although Barnsley had them as well and Marco Morosi was forced to make a couple of saves and an offside goal and things like that, but, you know, I thought Shrewsbury were good value for their points. Um, and I thought the point was, I thought was a fair result in, in what was a really entertaining watch. Yeah, I think the, the mark of, you know, the, the her sort of impact is the fact that, you know, maybe six weeks ago we were talking about Salop not scoring goals and now we're sort of not having a go at them. but you could say you know they're not they weren't clinical enough last night if they were a little bit more yeah. clinical they would have won the game and that that's probably the mark of, of how far they've come in such a short space of time yeah I think I've always been of them the mantra that if you do create the chances and you keep creating the chances then you've got to be one of the unluckiest teams in the world or just have zero quality in the team if you're going to keep missing them eventually you you will put enough away to get the points that you need and, you know, if Shrewsbury create that many chances in games between now and the end of the season, they're going to be absolutely fine because you know, obviously they played a top quality opposition last night, or a good side who were doing well in um, in League One. So, yeah, I think there's some really, really positive signs. Uh, the feedback you get from the fans is they're pretty happy too. Obviously a little bit disappointed with the conceding so late on, but I think overall it's um, feels quite positive. feels quite positive. I'm pretty pleased. Yeah, that's sort of my next question as well. It seems to be an all, just a flip of atmosphere almost compared to what it was. You know, it was getting toxic, wasn't it, a few weeks ago? But that just it seems to have seems to have changed, and that can change just by the managerial appointment. But it's obviously changing as well with what they're seeing on the pitch. Yeah, yep, um, you're right. The managerial, I think, the managerial appointment helps um, because obviously. He's a fan. He, he's a club. I mean, Shrewsbury fans would be interesting. I mean, he's a club legend, isn't he? Really, Paul Hurst. Um, so you know, it was a very popular move to get him back. Everybody very happy to get him back. And I think the biggest thing that I've learned so is, is he clearly knows what he's doing. And I mean, you'd expect him to to to, 
to kind of know what he's doing. You know, he kind of took Shrewsbury to third, didn't he, in in the League One season? But he, he clearly does know what he's doing. I, well, the one thing that I always find that's interesting is that when new managers come in, they prefer um, different players, don't they? Um, and 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 it's interesting that, for example, like Aaron Pierre, who pretty much under Taylor was probably defensive cover more than anything is now finding himself starting every game. And I find that really quite interesting how a different manager, a different coach with a different idea comes in and kind of freshens things up with a different perspective and, and changes things around. Yeah. You've mentioned one there in, in terms of Aaron Pierre. Who who else has, has really benefited, do you think, Ollie, from the change of, of manager? We've had a question on a few players that have been sort of excluded from the squad last night who we'll, we'll come on to. But in terms of personnel-wise, who is, who, is there anyone else who's really benefited other, other than Pierre from... From the change in the dugout? I think that Carl Winchester has been pretty immense. I think he's been my, he's been the best player in, in my opinion um, since the change. Um, he really has um, found, found a new, a new gear. He's gone up a couple of gears. He's been, he's been immense. Um, I think that Dan Udo has been good too. I think I've really seen a different side to Dan um kind of since this since the switch and, and and to be to be honest tom bayliss was good last night as well um so yeah um tom bayliss was good uh coming back from injury it's kind of been a long time coming back but 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 yeah bayliss was good was good too so there's quite a lot of players in there that you'd say are producing good performances probably I, i've been pretty impressed with bloxham since he returned from morecambe but I don't think you can really count him as a manager managerial change improvement because he didn't really play under Taylor. So um, yeah, I think there's lots of players that are kind of putting in, you know, some really good performances, which is great stuff, isn't it? Is that a change, you know, system or, or the way they're playing, or or, or is it just the you know the case of a you know shackles off bit of confidence from the manager? What what can you put it down to? Um, <clears throat> it's a good question. Um, what what is it down to um there is a change in system and i do think that that's helped um i do think the 4231 which is what shrewsbury using uh, they did use on the first game they used a 433 but it, it now looks like a 4231 with jack hinchy and carl winchester holding in the base in the midfield with with tom bayliss kind of playing as a more the more advanced midfielder you know I probably can't say other than probably a, a fresh voice. It's a fresh start. Shay Dunkley said it to me when he was interviewed post um, the first game of Paul Hersier against Northampton. He kind of came out and said, like, it's one of those things that, you know, everybody's out there with a, trying to, with a point to prove. You've also got serious competition for places now um, at Shrewsbury, which we haven't had for yeah. a long time. Obviously, I know we're going to touch on those guys later, but there's people people missing out so you know you can't turn up to training and 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 turn up and, and be half fast about things you've got to make sure that they turn up and they, they they put in you know the best performance that they can and give the best account of themselves every time that they go out on the training pitch because there's other people who are missing out who will be putting pressure on them so you know i find that kind of really interesting to be fair um it's certainly a different dynamic to where we've been for the vast majority of this season in terms of you mentioned in there, Jack Inchy, the only, the only player who came in in the January window. How, how have you, what have you made of him so far? All the, what's he sort of added? What sort of dimension has he added to the the sell-up side? I think he's a a good midfielder, and I think what he does is he probably hasn't shown it yet. But I think what he will do is he'll bring 
that element of composure on the ball when Shrewsbury play sides where they're expected to have a little bit more of the ball. You don't play for Brighton unless you're a footballer. They just don't sign you. Um, it's just part of playing for Brighton, isn't it? You have to be, you have to be a talented, talented ball playing midfielder. You know, in 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 his two starts, to be fair, they've been against Derby and Barnsley, not really sides that you'd expect Shrewsbury to to turn up against and suddenly start. You know, having 60-70% possession as they try to break him down. So, you know, perhaps we're going to see a little bit more of Jack Inchy as it gets closer, um, as we get to these games where you know it's a little bit more even uh, and Town have a little bit more possession, and you can watch him kind of dictate play. But he does do the hard the hard yards of the game pretty well. Um, he breaks play up and, and he puts himself about. Um, so I, I still think he will grow into it. Um, and I still think we're yet to see the best from Jack Inchy, but f- so far he's been he's been okay. I'd say I'd say he's come in and he's made a bit of a difference in that midfield, playing alongside Carl Winchester because it was an area that we were definitely short in that area. I would have said, um, you know, there were a few players missing, um, and we just probably needed that bit of extra depth in there and a, an extra body so that it could free up the likes of Taylor Perry and Tom Bailey to play higher up the field when they need to. Paul Hurst also talked today in the, you know, Salad Fans can read it in the, on the Shropshire website in the, in the Shropshire Star about, um, he asked a few questions about free agents. Obviously, the free agent market is still open at the moment. Um, it comes after he, he, he sort of initially wanted to bring three or four players in in January. He only brought one in on the on the deadline. Um, and he said that he's not looking to bring in free agents. You know, he's, he sort of wants to work with what he's got, which is pr- a pretty good, you know, we, we've talked about those players that are out of the picture a little bit at the moment, but that's that's a maybe a confidence boost or an endorsement for them that, you know, Shrewsbury aren't going to dip into the free agent market to strengthen that he's, he, he believes he can get the best out of what he's already got. Yeah, I don't think that's the case. I think it's probably because they can't afford to. Well, but, yeah, um, <laughs> I would have said that that's probably the more likely And the fact as why. well that, you know, the free agent market, you know, this is with no disrespect to League One and League Two and that ballpark, but I can't imagine that free agent market is flush with players that are really going to add to your squad almost as well yeah um you would have thought that if there was a player worth having you would have thought that at this stage of a the season they would be with yeah. the club by now wouldn't you um to have somebody unless they've been out injured for a long time to, to, to kind of be but then if you are out injured it's like well, well how are you gonna how are you gonna be match fit you know it's the 14th of february as we sit here and record this podcast the season ends at the end of april we're not that far away it's a couple of months away really isn't it like in the big scheme of things so you know interesting um the free agent market you know the quality of the players out there obviously shrewsbury are linked uh, and there's been rumors going around about jack price um, who's a local lad um, that's been flying around for quite a long time um, but yeah from looking from this kind of puts all say, those Twitter rumours to bed a little bit because yeah when you look at Shrewsbury all you ever read is Jack Price's name at the moment yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean may, maybe it puts those rumours to bed the only thing is is that you know we've been in situations before where managers have said things but the situations evolve don't they situations change um, quickly um, you know so if Carl Winchester was to, I mean, I don't want to put the knockers on, but if he was to do his hamstring badly and be out for the rest of the season and should be needing midfielder, then maybe they might go for, for someone like a Jack Price. Um, you know, if, if if Paul Hurst feels as though that that's the area of the field that he wants to strengthen and add some depth in. So I think these situ- it, 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 it is really, really, I mean, we've, we've seen it ourselves, haven't we? 
in instances before where managers have ruled out something, but then the situation has evolved, changed, and and then things happen. So, I'm, I mean, this is not me saying that, that that I still think it will happen. It's just a case of probably based on what Paul Hurst said very, very recently about free agents, it doesn't look as if they're really looking too much to strengthen in that in that free agent market. But like we say, things can change, things can evolve. Um, but that's pretty much where we are right now, I would have suggested. Just um, just on some off-field stuff before we uh, we sort of reflect on Wigan towards the end of the, uh, the podcast and answer a couple of your, uh, your salad questions. Oh, it was announced last week that Shrewsbury are sort of freezing... Um, season ticket prices if they're bought by the end of this month it was expected that the ticket prices are going to go up we've heard a lot about sort of rising costs and, and, and Salop's financial position and it was made clear that there could be uh, some season ticket rises but um, Chief Executive Liam Dooley has confirmed that after a meeting with the supporters parliament um, the supporters parliament asked the club to do anything they could to hold prices um, he said so we took a bit of time to go away and think about that and offset as much as we can, and the decision to bring out the, t- the bring out the price freeze, um, but only have it until February is our way of doing that. Um, good news on all, you know, it comes at a good time as well. Obviously, riding on a, you know, not a crest of a massive wave, but a crest of a positive wave, really, um, in the fact that she's been doing well on the pitch, and and sort of this sort of reinforces that a little bit. I mean, good uh, good incentive for fans to get those season tickets. Yeah, I mean, it's good, it's good, it's good PR, isn't it? You know, it's good PR, isn't it? You 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 put season ticket prices up. You, you know, it, it, it putting you put the price up of anything. It doesn't generally go down very well, does it? Um, in any walk of life about anything. Um, so yeah, um, it's good, good, good PR from the club. It's kind of quite nice that they mentioned about the fact that they were going to put them up, and then shows the value of having those supporters parliament meetings and the value of getting input from the fans and the support liaison officers and kind of because then they can really kind of canvas what the general consensus is they can gauge what the fans opinions are and then they can try to go about you know operating in a way that that, that suits the supporters and, and it feels as though they've got some form of you know come to some form of compromise here to try and help out those loyal supporters to make sure that, you know, they're not being charged an arm and a leg on their season ticket for next year. So yeah, it's, um, it feels like quite a, quite a shrewd move. I would say a shrewd Shrewsbury move. It's a headline. Shout out to our, our sponsor to the Kettle and Toast to manage sponsors, all our podcast here at the Express and Star and the Shropshire Star, some fantastic products on his uh, on his website. So head along to uh, catlandtoasterman.co.uk. Right, questions. We've got one question in here from uh, from Tony, um, who is asking what we were referring to earlier in the podcast. He said, why why do you think Kenner, Matter and Anderson are being left out of the squad? And he's also said, and do you think that Mickey Moore will be allowed another transfer window? Um, it's where we get a question like that every week. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll, we'll address the first bit. Kenner, Matter, and, and Anderson not in the squad. Um, obviously, Kenner and Anderson loan, loan players from Sunderland, and I'm not going to guess where Kenner's come from. Hibernian, um, Hibernian, and then obviously Max Matter, who arrived from Ireland in the summer. Um, Ollie, all left out. Um, what do you make of that? Really, I suppose you know we've talked about managers fancying <laughs> other players that are maybe been out of favour, and that's what happens when a new manager comes in, um, and you can't name everyone in your squad. But are you surprised to see those three? Out, uh, out of the, the picture at the moment? 
Um, I reckon so I think probably the best way to address this question is to probably to go through it in in, in kind of positional order starting from the back so Joe Anderson's obviously not been in the squad he's not been in any of Paul Hurst's squads I don't believe because um, you see <laughs> I was talking to somebody in the press box about this last night you kind of can't help but feel like incredibly sorry for these footballers who obviously spend all week training and then it comes to match day and while everybody else is getting ready to kind of take part in the match, they're kind of running laps around the pitch because they're not involved at all and they're not even in the squad. Um, so, yeah, every game we see uh, Joe Anderson, Noan Kenner um, and Max Matter uh, uh, kind of just running around the pitch to kind of keep their fitness up to kind of make sure that they're, you know, they're ready and waiting, you know, um, should they get their chance um from joe anderson's perspective i feel like he's a bit of a victim of a ch the change in system obviously shrewsbury squad is heavily kind of tilted towards playing a 3-5-2 uh, mickey morris said that that was the plan because that was what they used to play under steve cottrell so obviously they've got a center the amount of center halves that they have in the squad is quite a lot um, so, you know, they've got, they've got a lot, I mean, obviously Morgan Feeney's playing at right back, but he's generally a, a centre back as well, isn't he? So, um, I think he falls foul really based on the fact that on the bench, you're not really going to want to have, you don't need loads of centre backs on the bench. You don't need two centre halves on the bench, do you really? Because you've got Morgan Feeney who can play there. You've got Jason Schreyer who can play there. So I imagine it's just a straight shoot out between Jason Schreyer and Joe Anderson and who, you know, who Paul Hurst thinks is probably more valuable. I mean, it'll be really interesting to see what happens when Tom Flanagan comes back because he's not too far away. I don't think he's imminent, but he's not too far away from coming back from injury. Um, so then, you know, there'll be even more kind of, more of a defensive reshuffle. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. Um, with regards to Noan Kenner, um, he finds himself out of the squad with... Obviously, Carl Winchester now being preferred to play as, as the as the preferred midfielder in in central midfield, with um, obviously Jack Inchy coming in. You know they've kind of brought somebody in, which I mean doesn't suggest you know that. Not sure how highly they that they think of of, of Nohan um, because obviously they've brought somebody else in to kind of play in his position, and now he finds himself not in the squad. Um, so, you know, that is that must be difficult for him to kind of get his head around. And then obviously Max Matter with Shrewsbury, again, like the 3-5-2 situation, have, have created a squad to play with two up front and they're now playing with one up front and wingers. And I suppose that's that's the that's the, the thing there, isn't it? Is that they're playing with one up front and it's going to be Dan Udo and he has improved a lot. His performances have got so much better under Paul Hurst. Um, he looks electric at the moment. He looks really, really uh, dangerous playing up front and you know he plays 90 minutes most weeks to be fair so even the guys on the bench I mean they're not coming off either um, so yeah there's that one and then the other one who, who's probably been missed out of that list is that Roland Ida who wasn't in the squad yesterday either so he was part of the uh, uh, the runners the four runners uh, doing their work before before the before the game um, so Paul Hurst still, still clearly assessing his squad and assessing his options, but obviously Roland Idowo has only just recently signed, doesn't he, from the League of Ireland and probably not quite made the impact that he would have wanted to as of yet. And what about that second question? Do you think Mickey Moore will realise in the transfer window? 
Uh, I think the answer to that is going to be short. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I just, um, I mean, it, it, yeah, I expect so. I mean, <laughs> what am I supposed to say to that? <laughs> yeah, you mentioned uh, early on, you just mentioned Steve Cockrell. I think it's the first podcast we've done since he was appointed at Forest Green as well, back in uh, back in management. Picked up his first win last night as well, I believe. Yeah, yeah. First, yeah. Win, first Forest Green win since October the 28th. I've been... Um, I've been watching his post-match videos. Um, I don't know. Out. I don't know why. I don't know why, but I've been watching his his post-match interviews. Um, it takes me back. That does. It takes me back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <it takes> me... <laughs> no more comment needed. I was looking forward to yeah. seeing. I think if Salad fans would have seen when Duncan Ferguson was manager of Forest Green, obviously Forest Green being the vegan club, um, he was doing some vegan pie adverts. I'd love to see Steve Cockrell doing one of them. That would be absolutely... Yeah, there's no chance um, that... I'd, yeah. well, I mean, there might be a chance, but I would not expect Steve <laughs> I can't imagine that will be in his, uh, in his contract. Um, Salad fans or Salad fan, thanks for your question. Um, just finally, Ollie, uh, Wigan on Saturday. Um, they're looking... A little bit above um, sort of in the table, but you know, run of, of three tough games really. But you'll, you know, given the fact that they took it to Barnsley last night, you know, you'd really, you'd really fancy Salah on Saturday. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I, I would, I would fancy him on Saturday. To be fair, um, I think that given how they played against Barnsley uh, last night, um, uh, and and generally being okay at home um, on the whole. Um, that, that yeah, I would I would really really kind of fancy Shrewsbury uh, on Saturday. Um, so fingers crossed that you know they can they can back that performance up. It'll be interesting to see if he makes any changes or not to his team, Paul Hurst, because obviously you know it's been it's been a long week. Um, you know, um, and they've put an enormous amount of effort um, into those two games. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he does make any changes at all to the starting eleven. Um, just just to try and freshen things up, I suppose. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. So let's fingers crossed that you know we can get a win because we're just looking a little bit too close to that bottom three, bottom four for comfort. Um, I was looking at the table before we started recording, and it's just just a little bit too close um, for my liking. I'd, I'd, I'd much prefer to see us uh, a little bit further up the log. Yeah, would uh, a win would certainly ease that. Oh, as always, thank you very much for your time. Salad fans, thank you very much for listening. Hopefully, you know, we can keep recording some positive podcasts with uh, with some positive salad results starting. Not as many people fun. listen to them, though, when they're positive. Well, that's it, yeah. That's, it. <laughs> that's the way it works, isn't it? When it's positive, but, um, yeah. but yeah. But it's amazing but, how it works. It's amazing how it works, though, isn't it? Is that suddenly everybody wants to listen when we're rubbish, but actually when we're good, nobody cares. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the challenge. More listeners went south after doing well, and hopefully they can uh, continue that and pick up a win on Saturday. So, as always, from me and from all, until next time, goodbye.